John chapter 4. If I were to a life verse, it probably would be 1 John 4, 4. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. I find that um, so encouraging that it just reminds me again that I am a little child, and I love that aspect that... um, the whole aspect of overcoming. As we mentioned this morning, uh, the word Nike means victory, and the word that is used here, Nikeo, a form of Nike, it means to subdue, to conquer. We mentioned this morning to overcome, to prevail, to get the victory. To me, that's when it comes to athletics, that's what you want to do. You just want to Overcome. You want to conquer and prevail. And Romans 8.37, basically on the basis of the where the song we sang earlier comes from, we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. And the more than conquerors is the Greek word hupernikeo, which what do you think it means? Hooper is similar to what? Hyper. So, overwhelmingly victorious. You don't just beat them, you pummel them. You devastate them. You wipe them out. See, um, if my team, whatever my team is playing... I like to watch them just win 55 to nothing, you know. Talk to Tom Brands. That's how he won. My wife likes scores that are 22 to 21. No, that causes stress in your life. There's enough stress in the world, you know. But it's much more exciting. It's exciting to me to see my team just pummel someone, you know. And that's what he's using that term here. You are more than conquerors. You are overwhelmingly victorious. The reality is that many times we, we as Christians aren't. We are fighting to keep our head above water or we're eking out a victory But he really says that all that is in the world should not be influencing us as much as we are influencing it. And the battles that we have through Christ, we can gain a surpassing victory. Now, we all have personal battles. In in saying that We are overcoming. It does not mean that we get to the place where we never have battles again. This list just gives an idea of the personal battles that we have. We're not going to take the time tonight, but if if you're serious about being an overcomer, you'll take this and you'll seriously sit down and say, Holy Spirit... I want you to give me insight into 
areas that I need to overcome. Some of these you can kind of lump together. Anger, bitterness, and unforgiveness kind of are all clusters of grapes on the same cluster, if you please. Um, evil speaking and gossip, a critical spirit. I mean, you go through these, and it's, it's not something that when I, when I battle um, covetousness or worry, okay, I've won the victory there, now I never have to battle that again. Because it may spring up in another area of our life. It's a, the Christian life is a continual battle. It's a, it's a continual warfare. And we can win this match, but there's another match coming. And we need to understand that God has given us everything that, that we need for victory. In Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 3, Everything that we need for life and godliness, He has given us in Christ Jesus. Um, we don't need anything more. We have God in us. Greater is He that is in you. And, and this is the reality of, I have everything I need to be victorious over materialism or slothfulness or overeating or impatience. Um, I put down there, overcoming aging. I don't mean you don't grow old. I mean you grow old gracefully. I, I remember Tory Jaspers years ago said, he, he boarded a plane headed for Phoenix, and he said, the plane was full of senior citizens. He said, I never heard more griping and complaining on a plane than I did on that plane. You know what? As Christians, we should be senior saints that are filled with thanksgiving. I mean... The only way to avoid aging is to die young. But we can age by the grace of God so that God is glorified through it. And the more I see, the more I see you need more of God's grace in aging than you do when you're young. We think, man, when you're young, you face all these temptations. Man, when everything starts falling apart and letting loose and, and going away from you, um, seriously, you need God's grace. I mean, people kind of joking about, but it's, it's no joke when, when people get where they, they love fellowship with other believers and they can no longer come to church Wow, that's a major change in life. And they really need God's grace. When, when they love to read the Bible and their eyes fail them and they can't read the Bible. A number of years ago, 
um, many of you don't even know Cloris Haas, but uh, she used to attend here. She lives in Liberty Center. Um, her eyes failed her. She couldn't drive anymore. To read the Bible, she has this a big magnifying thing that you put whatever you're reading, the Bible under here, and it magnifies it real big on this screen. She diligently reads the Bible, all the effort, just, I mean, just to find it. I'm just using that as an example. There's many others, but I'm thinking, wow. You talk to her, and she has the joy of the Lord, and she asks, what about this missionary? I pray for them every day, and what's going on in their life? And, and, and um, her cackle of a laugh, you know, there's joy. There's overcoming aging. But whatever it is, we have everything we need. Now, see... Every one of us, there are certain things that you may look down here and say, oh, I don't have any problem with that. That's why we put pride on the bottom of the page, so that um, at least you'd have one thing that you could check there, okay? But every one of us are affected in different areas. And what might not bother me today might be an issue for me next week. And, and in realizing um, this, um, some might be battling regrets. There are people that, that um, just look back in their life and they continually, are, man, I wish I hadn't done that and I wish I hadn't done that. You know, thankfully, God forgives and, and we need to forget the things which are behind and go forward. But whatever it is, we all have personal battles. And because, be very, very careful of, of looking down at someone that's battling in this area, that it's an area you don't battle with. Because they could look down at us in an area that they don't battle with. Rather, we ought to come alongside and how can I help them in this area? How can I um, undergird them. I need to pray for them. We need to really guard thinking, oh, I don't, I don't see why they have a problem with that. Well, the reality is we all have battles that we're, we're dealing with and understand it's easy for us to make excuses about our battles. But we have everything we need for victory. Um, we're not even gonna we're not even gonna chase that rabbit of excuses here tonight, but there are consequences of not overcoming. When when we just accept defeat, when we just accept that that's the way it is, there are there are consequences. Turn to Second Peter chapter two. <clears throat> And verse 19. 2 Peter 2.19 While they promised them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same 
is he brought in bondage. Whatever we allow to control us, we are brought into bondage. If, if my battle is with an ungrateful spirit, and I've never fought that battle, and I've never learned to be grateful, I'm going to be in bondage to that. It will control my life. I'll just go through life complaining about things. Um, if, if I've never dealt with this desire for the praise of man, I'm going to be in bondage. That's going to control my life. That's going to control how I respond to things, what I do. It not only brings bondage, but it, it produces fear in our lives. We, we are limited because we haven't overcome this. When we see something coming that, that is in this area, it produces fear. We know we're in bondage to this. We're, we're enslaved to it. And, and worst of all, there is no witness. We can sing victory in Jesus, but if we don't have victory in Jesus... See, these, these things here, these are all things that everybody in the world battles. But they really, they really hope that they see a Christian or someone that, Wow, you really have overcome anger? I wouldn't have responded that way. I would have ripped his head off. What did you do? Why? When we, through Christ, who dwells within us, overcome these things in our life, it provides a witness that, yes, God who is in me is greater than he that is in the world, and God who is in me can give victory in my life, and he can give victory in your life. And you know what? I've always enjoyed um, victory more than losing. Something's wrong when we just accept losing and overcoming produces joy in our life. The consequence of not overcoming is we don't have joy. You know, we say often, um, smile, act like you have the joy of the Lord. Um, we should... We should have the joy of the Lord. We shouldn't. The reason we struggle with that is we know we're struggling with overcoming. And if everything that I need for life is given me in Christ, I can be an overcomer. And when I'm not, I'm in bondage. There is fear, there is no witness, there is no joy, and the worst of all, it dishonors God. These are my children walking in defeat. It's dishonoring to God. So, to overcome the wicked one, First John um, deals with this in, in several passages. But notice in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 14. 1 John chapter 2, I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. 
I have written unto you, young men, because ye are strong, and the word of God abideth in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. To overcome the wicked one, we must be strong. And the way we are strong is the Word of God abides in us. Turn to 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. For whatsoever or whosoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So, to overcome the wicked, to overcome the world, we must be strong... And we must have faith. And and let me illustrate it here. The one thing, you need to be strong to be an overcomer. You need to have faith to be an overcomer. And 1 John 2.14 says, You are strong because the Word of God abides in you. You are strong because of the Word. And faith has to be built on the Word of God. There is everything centers on the Word of God in being an overcomer. It's not just, oh, they just happen to be lucky. They're, they're overcoming sin. Or they were born into a good family. or No, it all centers. Overcoming these things in our life is directly related to the Word of God. I cannot be strong unless the Word of God abides in me richly. And... We overcome the world by our faith. Faith in what? Faith in God. How do I know about God? Through His Word. This is what God said. I believe it. Faith is just believing what God said He would do. So, I have to be in the Word to have faith. And and faith doesn't just mean coming to Christ. It means believing God's Word. Coming to Christ for salvation is the initial step of faith. So I I read the Word of God. That's why we say, read the Word, read the Word, read the Word. Why? You can't be strong if you don't read the Word. You, You won't have faith if you don't read the Word. And you'll be a loser. I know that's not politically correct, but you'll get whipped. We've got too many Christians that are losers. We're, we're, we're not overcoming anger. We're not overcoming bitterness. We're not overcoming overeating. It's a bad time to talk about that right after the holidays, isn't it? But we're not overcoming. If you don't overcome, what does that make you? A loser, right? If you don't win, you... Right, you lose. And, and it's the cause of Christ that loses. It's, we lose our joy. But it all, it all centers on the Word of God. So, in order for me to be strong, I write unto you young men, because you are strong and you have overcome the world. Because the Word of God abides in you. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. This is what gives us. And where do you get all that? You get it from the Word of God. So I challenge you tonight, if, if there's only one thing that you're going to do this year to improve your life, make it be that you are going to increase your exposure to the Word of God. Whatever it takes for you to do that. And as you increase 
your exposure to the Word of God, it will make you strong. It will build your faith. And a strong faith overcomes. And as you see a victory over um, procrastination, or as you see steps of victory in dealing with your apathy or pornography or whatever it is, the battle. But you will not, you cannot be an overcomer without the Word of God making you strong and building your faith. It's not get this special Bible study that that has seven little plans. That may be a tool to help you get in the Word of God. But it's not anything other than Christ that gives us the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. And you can't get to know Jesus apart from this book. It will either lead you to the Word of God and and establish your faith and strengthen you, and, and we must, this is the only place that we get the right thinking about God. It only comes through the Word. The right thinking about God. There's a lot of crazy thinking about God today. Well, how are you going to get the right thinking? By attending church here, hopefully it supplements right thinking But the place you're going to get right thinking is right from the Word of God. If all you're dependent upon is what you get here, you're you're not going to be much of an overcomer. This is a supplement. This is to come alongside and encourage. But understand, the Christian life is a battle. And all we need for victory is supplied in Christ, and Christ expects victory from us. Do you understand? Christ expects victory from us. Um, I, I was given a book for Christmas, um, kind of on, not totally, but kind of on the life of Hayden Fry. He said the first thing he had to do when he came to Iowa, they didn't even expect to win. They just, they just played. He said, I had to create a whole new atmosphere, a whole new... He came in, you know, we sometimes think Christ is content with our not overcoming. He is not. He expects victory. He says, I have given you everything that you need for victory. What's the problem? You are of God, little children, and overcome them, because greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. And understand this, whatever it takes for the victory, the victory will someday be rewarded. You know, go through this list and pick one thing. You know, if it's worry, God, I need victory over worry. Go through the Word and, and find verses that relate to worry and the solution to it. You know, we can, we can give you helps and pointers in that, but when you, when you dig it out yourself, it's even much more meaningful. Not saying it's wrong to give helps and pointers, and we're willing to do that, 
But when you're serious about it and say, you know what, I have to find out what God says about worry, about what God says about anxiousness, what does God say is a solution to it, how does it apply to me, and you get in and you do the footwork and you do the heavy lifting and you say, I have got to, God is not honored through my worrying. And you can put any one of these on this list in there. God is not honored through through my apathy. God is not honored through my uninvolvement. God is not honored through the fear of man, whatever it is. So, God, I have got to find out what you say about this and what the solution is. You've, you've told me you've given me everything I need. I am going to your word, and I am not going to stop till we see victory in Jesus. And when we do... God will reward the victory. There are, there are many, many people that uh, in athletics that work very, very hard, but they don't enjoy the ultimate victory just because there's only one team that ends up winning it all. You know, they'll interview the team, we, we worked hard. You mean none of the other teams worked hard? I don't believe that. We worked harder. I find it hard they believe they really worked harder. You know, they're all... In that realm, there, there is hard work put in that doesn't always get rewarded. But Jesus Christ said, Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in Christ Jesus. Any, any labor, any work that you put in and saturating in the Word is going to be rewarded. And rejoice. Believe the right things about God and believe, you know what? I'm not a loser. I don't have to be on this low level spiritually. I can be a conqueror, more than a conqueror. Yeah, we whipped them. Thank you, Jesus. Your praise will be much more. God, for years I couldn't get victory over this discontentedness, but you have given me victory over this, and I praise you for it. There's joy in that. You don't, you don't have to tell a team that's just won the national championship, celebrate now, pump your fist, go, we're number one. You don't have to tell them that. There's no coach in that. That comes. When you get victory, when you see something that's held your life in bondage, and you see the victory that Christ gives, there's joy. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. Heavenly Father, I pray that Your Spirit would lead us. I know You're desirous of leading us. I, I pray that we would follow Your Spirit's leading and that we would walk in victory, that we would know the joy of being an overcomer by Your power through You working in us. Lord, I rejoice tonight that that although we may look at the forces of evil and the evil one and, and it may be overwhelming to us, I rejoice tonight that you who is in us is greater, 
by far than he that is in the world. Lord, may we live in light of that. And may we rejoice in who you are. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's.